0: LETTER THIRTY-SEVEN OF A LADY'S LIFE ON A FARM IN MANITOBA By Mrs. Cecil B. Hall Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain October Third, How the time flies! In forty-eight hours from now we shall have said good-bye to the most fascinating of regions, and Oray and the Rocky Mountains, with all the glorious scenery, will only live in our memories and be things of the past." I fancy one could never tire of it, and wish so much I could describe the view we had from our ranch looking up the Unca The valley, bright yellow with the grasses and aspen trees turning color from the frosts, the scarlet dwarf oak in the foothill, the mountains lost in the blue distance. During our 6 weeks' stay we have tried all the different phases of life. The cabin life in amongst the mountains and miners, the ranch and town, and certainly give palm to the first mentioned. As we anticipated, our ranch life was brought to an abrupt end the moment we owned to Mr. W., how our slumbers were disturbed, with the B-flats. We had to return into Oray, and have been living here some days. Mr. W. found such an accumulation of work on his return, that, excepting at meals, we never see him, and have to content ourselves wandering and exploring, on our ponies, all the different trails, and we shall soon be acquainted with every one within miles." The only ride we do eschew is the toll-road up the park, the only piece of flat ground anywhere about, and fit for cantering along. It is the favorite resort of the ladies of the town, who are smartly arrayed in very long-skirted habits, ornamented with brass buttons and velvet jockey-caps, and who must naturally look down upon us as disgracefully turned out in our every-day gowns and broad-brimmed hats, which, to say the least, have seen better days." Ladies riding alone are required to pay no toll, a custom we think ought to be very much encouraged all over the civilized world. We have spent one more night at the cabin in Imogen, leaving Henry and Ouray and doing for ourselves, and whilst Mr. W. and the expert, for whom we went up, were inspecting mines, we too fetched the water, made bread, and had a general sweep out. The cat was supremely delighted to see us, and could not, apparently, make enough of us, when not allowed on our knees, stood up against, or walked round us. The heavy snowstorm of last week destroyed all the grass and flowers. They were so high when we left that a mule could hardly have been seen whilst grazing, and now they are laid quite flat, with not a vestige of their beauty left. The wind was very high as we went up the canyon, so we had to hurry past the patches of aspens growing on the rocks, and having very little hold for their roots, which were being blown over unpleasantly near us. This will be the last letter you will receive, as when once started we shall go as fast as the stage-coach, rail, and steamboat can take us to England, I having had a telegram which hurries us home. Good-bye. We look forward immensely to seeing you all again. But we have had such a pleasant trip throughout, without a single contretemps, that we can but be delighted we came, and shall always look back with immense gratification on our 6 months sojourn in the Western Hemisphere. End of letter thirty-seven Read by Sibella Denton All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.